The following podcast contains naughty language, things you wouldn't want your parents or your children to hear. But frankly, we don't give a Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And we're here at the Diesel Performance Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, as always, we want to say uh, we really appreciate all of the Facebook shout outs we're getting, all of the private messages, all of the YouTube comments. Please, guys, we we love the engagement. Keep it coming. We try to respond to you as fast as we can. Subscribe to iTunes. Subscribe to the Diesel Performance Podcast on iTunes. And also, if you have um, a topic that you really like, please post it in a Facebook forum or a group where other people can see what you want uh, them to listen to. Absolutely. That's a great idea, Danny. You know, we've been trying to share the podcast in as many diesel-orientated Facebook groups as we can. Uh, but please, as a listener, we would love to see you guys sharing the episodes as well. Uh, today we have an awesome, I, I guess we'll call it truck advisor. Crazy. I, I don't know. We'll call Car it a diesel advisor? advisor, diesel advisor. There you go. Uh, we, we'd like to introduce our guest today, Nathan Mueller. Nathan, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Not a problem. So, so we came across Nate's video of his vehicle and we're being a little elusive here on purpose because it absolutely blew me away. Yeah. I've, I've seen 12 valves in cars. I've seen rat rods. I've seen little trucks, uh, just about everything you can imagine. This is the first time I've seen something this new, Nathan. Uh, it was really, I'll just spill the beans here. It was the 2010 SS Camaro with a 2010 uh, LMM Duramax in it. Crazy. Yes. And it's not all and it's not all hacked up. Yeah. <laughs> so 2010 being the first year of the Camaro SS, the new body, and uh, 2010 being the last year of the LMM, I like what you did. Yeah. I wanted to kind of keep it all your specific so i like it. i like i know when we talked to eric from durberb he was saying that if he could keep them in the same platform he had a lot better chances of getting a lot of the electronics to work uh did you run into something similar on that okay perfect uh, yeah it, it kind of it was still a huge pain in the ass to get everything to talk to each other obviously but you know uh i'm sure it could have been a lot worse if i would have went with an earlier like lbz or lly but uh yeah, i think it definitely helped with an lmm that's awesome. Absolutely. So, Nate, why don't you take us back to the beginning? Uh, we always like to ask on our Truck Advisor episodes, what got you started in diesel? Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I guess from an early age, I've always kind of just been really confused with how everybody wants to just restore a car or just to go to a car show to be the same, you know, to, to go to a car show and line up with another, like a big group of, you know, the same exact thing. Like, I mean, what's, I don't really see the point. I never really have seen the point in it. This is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. If you can appreciate the kind of advice that Paul and Danny are giving uh, our listeners on this episode and would appreciate that kind of personalized advice, I would encourage you to check out calibratedpower.com and duramaxtuner.com where you can get a hold of our guys and get that kind of personal attention five days a week, eight hours a day, 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. So I just, uh, I've kind of always just looked for creating and you know trend setting i guess you could say just starting something new you know it's, there's nothing better than rolling into a car show and then the whole group there just kind of congregates and follows you to wherever you're parking and then you know you can't even get out to open the hood because they're just all circled around you <laughs> yeah you're the magnet i yeah, love it it's, it's kind of funny <laughs> okay I so usually, I, throw, I throw out you know I, I lift the hoods up on the cars and i i, I kind of bolt i just run away because uh, you know i just get yeah, just ambushed. <laughs> I do a lot of car shows myself, and 
You're absolutely right. Everybody loves a restored car that looks awesome and perfect. But when you have a vehicle like this, people just go nuts over it. They really It's so unique. Yeah. You know, like you said, uh, you, when you're the only one who has it, everybody has questions about it. So I can totally see that going down. But but so you did not get started in like sled pulling diesel drags. It wasn't a 12 valve that got you into diesel. It was just you wanted to do something different, huh? Yeah, no, I just uh, kind of just kind of got into diesels, you know, in my early twenties, and mainly for just uh, you know, I've I've always kind of kind of been to business oriented, and just what can I, you know, what can I do with my life, you know, like just trying to always always reaching for that success. And early on, I, I you know I went and bought a one ton Dodge, and uh, you know how the wedge trailer on hauling cars, you know, trying to trying to just scrape money together, and and you know I was obviously I got a little carried away with my Dodge, and you know now it's sitting with the compound turbos and you know big ass injectors and you know all that good stuff and then i kind of got bored of it as as you do with everything and i was like oh, i kind of want to kind of want a daily driver car with a cummins in it so that's how the, the charger came about does that i'll we'll get to the charger yeah well there, there's something before the charger wasn't there wasn't there there was yeah, yeah. your very first car diesel swap can you tell us a little bit about that um uh, I, I guess yeah let me back up there i uh i had the truck like i just said but uh Kind of spaced that out. I, I kind of wanted a car with a diesel on it, so I started snooping around online. Found this uh, 1960 Cadillac down in Texas with a with a Cummins in it, top 12 valve. Obviously, looked like it wasn't a very good job, but you know it said it ran and drove, and uh, you know it was about six thousand dollars. And figured uh, I figured that was kind of worth the setup, so I ended up going down there and picking it up, and it turned out to be a huge nightmare. It was just a hack job, and you know not not very good. But you know once you once you've already paid a deposit on something and made the travel you know it's kind of hard to say yeah, i don't want it so i ended up milking at home made it about halfway got the wichita kansas and the uh, tranny exploded because uh, the guy didn't have any fluid in it oh my god and, uh, yeah so ended up sitting well here, let me let me just back up here uh we were we were driving and like i said this thing was just hacked together with just it was just awful it, it's a you know it's a company out of paris texas and i'm not going to mention their name but uh, it was just awful but uh, anyways, I was wondering why this car didn't have any power, you know, for having a Cummins in it. Obviously, it's a big boat, but, I mean, it was definitely not getting full throttle. So we pulled over. We started digging around in there, and, and it was only getting, like, 30% throttle. So I ended up tying a, a wire, like an electrical wire on the throttle, going through the ratty, ratty dash it had, and uh, kind of pulling it by. Oh, my God. My All of a sudden, like, <laughs> the, thing, the thing hauled ass. <laughs> and uh anyways that, that was that that sealed my fate to destruction though because you know with the 30 percent throttle it was wasn't really heating up the tranny that much and uh, the tranny is already making noise and being all kind of crazy and whatever but as soon as i got full throttle i mean we made it 10 miles nothing was smoked because uh, i was you know just hammering on it and rolling coal and got about 10 miles down the road and then she didn't go nowhere no more so ended up you know having to have my truck and trailer come down and pick me up and bring me home and you know, there's a long story to that, but pretty much totally rebuilt the whole car from the ground up and ended up just hating it because of all the work I had to put into it and sold it. That is so wild. I mean, I guess that's the most literal definition of throttle by wire, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I would have never pulled over and figured that out. I probably would have made it home. <laughs> well, I what, what it, do you man. do for a living? I just want to ask you that. Uh, 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 real quickly, <clears throat> I started uh, when I was 20 years old. I, I I have a real hard time working for people. I have a real hard time, like, you know, being told what to do, when to do it. One of those, I just, I get, like, anxiety, you know, damn near with, with 
just that whole mindset, you know. And I don't know how people can do it, and I give people a lot of respect that can do it. It's just not for me. So I, you know, I kind of went and got a big loan and went and bought a, a limo when I was 20, and I went and took out thirty thirty four thousand $34,000 and bought a limo. And pretty much uh, just kind of went, you know, you start doing something, and then you get bigger and bigger. And ended up seven years later, I was running five 50-passenger limo buses that I all built, you know, completely by myself. Over time, I've you know spent a lot of money learning how to do a lot of different things, just throwing shit at the wall and doing it. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I kept selling all the limo buses I was building. And I'm asked myself one day, like, you know, I'm working my life away. I was extremely busy, really successful at the company. People kept wanting to buy my stuff, so I'm just like, why don't I just work a few months a year, build these things, and sell them? Because I mean, I, I, there's a pretty good markup on limo buses. So I mean, uh, it, you know, I'm not I'm not a millionaire by any means, and I'm. I'm just I'm just fairly, fairly comfortable, and that's kind of how I how I can afford to do what I do. You know, great to hear. But, uh, yeah, I always so like build, that. I build, I, I, I buy, build, and sell limo buses is my main gig. Yeah, we were on your Facebook page. We wondered why that big MCI bus was in the background. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yep, yep. Now it's been it's been a big roll of the dice. You know, my whole last the last decade of my life, just everything I've done is just uh, you know just blow all my money, take out a big big note every year and see what I can do with it. And, you know, I usually come out a little bit ahead. <laughs> Gambling man, boy. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess I wouldn't expect anything else from somebody who threw an LMM and a Camaro, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and like I you mean, said, people, not your first I mean, one. Uh, you know, you want to go get a job and work for somebody, you got security. You know, you, you know, for the most part, you know, you, you, you're comfortable. You don't really have to ever have to worry about anything as long as you do good and, you know, do the right thing. Whereas on the latter, if you don't want to do that, you kind of got to, you know, take big risks and just, you know, work your ass off trying to trying to accomplish them. That's awesome. That's awesome. So congrats, you, man. Yeah, congrats on that. So I, I just uh, I appreciate I gotta that. I got to tell you. So you got to I'm trying to picture this in my head. I've seen the video of you driving around with the hood off, not doing a burnout. We were all waiting for the burnout or the tire chirp or something, the nitrous yep. purge. We were waiting for something and you didn't do anything in the video. So, you know, driving this vehicle is it a good daily driving vehicle, or is this something that you only take two car shows? No, it's, I mean, I've, uh, I finished it, I think, around four or five weeks ago when I first posted that video, the first drive. That's like the, that, like the day after I got it done, that's when that video was up because I was kind of excited about it. And, uh, I mean, I've been driving ever since. It's got over 5,000 miles on it and uh, never left me stranded. I mean, it's been phenomenal. But, I mean, that, that comes from all those late nights, staying up all night, you know, putting endless hours into one little piece that you could do in 20 minutes. But, you know, that's kind of, you know, I, I've had SEMA in mind ever since I started building this car because I went to SEMA and I was just like, well, I'd, I'd love to have a car here someday. So everything I did on this Camaro, I just was like, well, let's get into SEMA. You know, will people at SEMA look at this and be like, wow, how'd this get in here? And I didn't want that to be asked. So, I mean, and, and it's kind of, it's, it's shining through, you know, I mean, I've, I've been driving it, I've been beating the shit out of it. Like I, I don't ever really treat this car good, and it's it's been phenomenal. I mean, not not one problem yet. That Doesn't is like a drop awesome. of anything, and it's just it's it's awesome. Is it tuned? I mean, is is there any high perf stuff on there? High performance uh, goodies on this car, or is it just all stock? Uh, it's got a uh, it's got a ECM tune, a DSP five done by Adam Pella with Pella Motorsports out of Florida. He's a, he's a phenomenal guy. He really, uh, I mean, he helped me out endlessly. I've called that guy at midnight before. You know, because I, I work late, I you know I, I like to get shit done, so I just keep keep trudging along until something's done. And you know, there's been times midnight, and I got a got a problem. You know, well, what the hell? I'll give I'll give it a shot. I don't care if it gets pissed off. Call him up, answer the phone. You know, half tired, but he he'll sit there for 20 minutes explaining stuff to me. And 
he's uh, I, you know, I can't thank him enough. He's a great guy, and uh, I mean, his his tunes are amazing because you got to you got to step back and think. Uh, I I you know I called him up. I was like, I got a Camaro. I'm putting a 2010 LM in it with a 4L. I'm sorry, a 6L90 transmission behind it, make me a tune for this. That's, that's not something he can just pull out of his files, you know. He's, he's got to sit down, think about all this. I mean, you got to think about the gear ratios, the, the weight of the car. I mean, he's, the first tune he ever sent me, it worked flawlessly, and it's actually the same tune that's still in there right now. So what do you call this thing, the Camarado? What's the name of it? Get the fuck out of here. Don't ruin this thing and call it the Camarado. I don't know. What do you, Danny. Camaro. Silverado, <laughs> no. Camarado. No, no Camaro Max. I, kinda, I'll, I'll stop basic, following you, know, you I, if you I, call I kinda, it Camaro Max. I, I stay simple. I just call. I don't like the the Charger. I call it the Cummins Charger, and the Camaro. I call it the Remax Camaro. But you know, like it kind of sucks with uh, Cummins Charger because uh, Cummins Inc. is kind of coming down on me with their hammer and saying, "Hey, quit using our fucking name." That is so wild. <laughs> so I had to. I, I had to pull my uh, CumminsCharger.com URL down because of that and. I'm uh, I'm kind of, I'm trying to work with them, but you know how it is. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they they really <laughs> don't. Um, for as for as no. awesome as Cummins Motors are, they're not very happy about other people using their name in any way or conjuncture, exactly. shape or form. As we've have found out as well. Uh, but let's yes. step back because I so we've talked about the Cummins that was in the 1960 Cadillac, and we've talked about a Duramax that was in a 2010 Camaro. You said a Charger. Can can you yeah. explain to our listeners what the Charger build was and uh, what went into that? That was about two years ago. I, uh, you know, I, I I sold the Cadillac probably three or four years ago now, and uh, you know, two years, one or two years went by, and I was just really missing that, uh, you know, that diesel-powered car. I mean, there's nothing like driving one. I I can't even explain it to you. It's just never gets old, uh, and I just really missing it. I'm like, what am I gonna do? I don't. I really don't want to build a ratty old piece of shit again. You know, I want something that's comfortable, AC, radio, you know, quiet, just something that's you know, just nice to drive, you know, something you want to drive and something that'll smoke and, you know, just be fucking crazy all, all at the same time. So I, I came up with, you know, I was a Cummins guy, so obviously, you know, what do you, you, you either got Charger, Challenger, and, uh, you know, there's the uh, Magnum and the 300, but those are other questions. So I just kind of decided to go with the Charger, mainly because I found one for a decent price that didn't have an engine in it and, uh, you know, kind of found the Cummins and it was just a 12L. So, I mean, that, okay. that build compared to the Camaro was just a cakewalk. I, I had that car... From from gathering the engine and the, the transmission in the car to having that car driving down the road was about three or four weeks of work. Holy like, shit! It was, yeah, I mean you got to think the twelve valve. All you you don't need any wires to run a twelve valve. All you really need to do is put a manual behind it and push it in first gear, <laughs> and it'll start. Like you just got to push that. You know you got to push that shutoff valve uh, lever up. Yeah. So the fuel will flow. It's so annoying. I mean all you got to do is push start that thing, and it'll run. Yeah, that's awesome. So you didn't hook that so fly-by-wire up on that one too? <laughs> uh, no, no, I did. I did that one. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably say a hundred steps up from what the Cadillac was. You know, wow. when I initially got it, the Cadillac was actually really nice after I got done with it. But um, yeah, the Charger was a lot nicer, and we we kind of joke. Me and my friends that helped me with it, we kind of joke. Uh, we call the Charger the tractor right now because because of how nice the Camaro turned out. The Camaro is just, I mean. You know, I it's it. I kind of feel like a bigot saying it, but it's it's almost like you went into the dealership and just bought a, you just bought a, a Camaro with a Duramax. You just ordered it and got it. I mean, it's it's just it came together really good. And I'm I'm not going to say it was all skill. There's a lot of luck involved. A lot of things just came together. You know, which always doesn't doesn't always happen when you build custom cars. And I mean, it's just it it it's night and day with the with the Charger. You know, the Charger's a lot clunkier, a lot louder, and uh, you know, it's 
like the Camaro, you just get in, turn the key, and put it in drive and go, and it's just just real smooth and quiet. Well, it's kind of quiet. <laughs> kind, right, kind of quiet. I caught a video on the Charger <laughs> on the dyno. I didn't get to see final numbers. What did you end up rolling on that thing? Well, it was uh, 516 before, uh, 516 horse, 800 and, let me think here, 896 tor- foot-pounds of torque. That that was all before the, uh, I just put a Reichner Speed and Fab uh, turbocharger, and that's a little shout-out to that guy. He's out of Ohio, Reichner Speed and Fab. Uh, he hooked me up with a pretty nice turbo. It's a uh, LLY turbo, you know, the uh, Lily housing. Yeah. It's all port and polished. Uh, you know, it's, he, he hogged that thing out as big as you can make it. Like all, pretty much all the orifices in it, and then he put, uh, then he also hogged out the uh, intake clamp or the snail shell, and he just plugged, plugged some big, uh, huge turbines into it and race balanced it. And uh, I mean that it's it's a whole new beast now after the after the swap. So I mean I'm I'm guessing it's probably closer to 700 horse now, and you know I'm sure it's well over a thousand foot pounds of torque. But I, I don't like speculating. I'm going to try to get it on the dyno in the next two weeks here, and see where it's actually at. For sure, Are but, uh, Camaro I mean, plans it, it, as well. Insane. I mean you. You push you push it down to half throttle, and I mean you're getting pushed back on the seat, and it's it's pretty fast. But then you push it even farther, and then it just it's a whole new fucking car after that. <laughs> like it's just a rocket ship. Have you had so him it's, uh, it's out to the track at all? What was that? Have you had him out to the track at all? Have you raced him down oh, the corner? Oh no, I'm nope, nope. No, I mean I'm up in the up in the shithole Minnesota, you know, where it's just everything is closed down until like June. So I'm uh, anxiously awaiting the uh, the tracks to open up and. Definitely want to get it on a drag strip. You know, I'm not a huge drag racer. I'm not a huge racer of any sort. You know, but yes, you know, they're all. I got, I got all these people giving me shit about my cars. Like, oh, why would you put all that weight? You know, I mean, you're ruining the handling and blah blah blah. It's like I'm not building this fucking car to race it. I'm building this thing to show what somebody can do if they put their, you know, mind to doing something. You know, I, I'm tired of building all this. You know, all these people building this cookie cutter shit. Like, let's go on Speedway Motors and just drop a grand on a bunch of parts and bolt them together. Big, big deal. You know. So, and, and, but I definitely want to get it to the drag strip, and I want to get it to a road course, just to kind of see how it'll handle on a road course. I mean, I, that, oh, that's God. actually a bigger priority than a drag strip. Like, you know, I don't really care about a straight line so much as, as doing a, you know, see what I can do for laps on a road course versus a stock one. I just imagine a road course is going to be a nightmare and something like that. Like your weight distribution is all over the all over the world. You have enough power, not a lot of. I mean, a low-end grunt. I got to imagine with that 6L90, you got a, a solid converter. It's probably locking up and grabbing it in low gears and moving you forward pretty quick, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I'd, I'd love to get out there with, uh, you know, like a ZL1 or something. Some, you know, the same car, but, you know, the uh, stock platform and just kind of see, you know, that'd be really interesting to see how it would do. And preferably, it'd be nice to have the same driver, you know, if not myself, somebody else run both of them just to, so you can cancel out that, that out of the equation. I am but, available. I mean, it's only... You, when, when you think about it, it's only 400 extra pounds. That Duramax is only 400 pounds more than a 6.2 liter. So it's not a huge difference. I just want to throw my hat in the ring on this one, Nate. I am available any time or day to drive your car. All right. Come yeah. on up. You, you just let me know Bra- the date and time, and I'll be there. Raceway. Done. <laughs> you got to dream big, Paul. That's it, man. He's dreaming That's big. It. You're dreaming. I love it. I've always been into the swaps. Right. And actually, I've talked to a few guys about doing something in a newer charger platform and they all have kind of the same response it's gonna end up being too much of a pain in the ass or doing something like this in a camaro where nobody's ever done it before you know we've seen the Duraburb swaps and we've seen you know yukons and uh h2s and a lot of other trucks like that h1 h1s but but they've always been a truck platform that somebody's throwing it in this is the first time i've seen a diesel this new put into a car 
Yeah, every time I, uh, you know, people are always throwing all these ideas at me, obviously, like, oh, he's done these things, maybe he'll do this, you know, if I give him the idea, you know, and I get, <laughs> every time somebody says something about a truck, I'm just like, yeah, big deal, you know, it's just like, it's it's a truck with a diesel, it's pretty normal, you know. Oh, too easy I, for I you. Like, I mean, I really want to do, like, the smaller I can get of a car, and the bigger the engine I can get into it, I mean, that's that's really going to be my my challenge, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of the way I want to, I, I want to keep going smaller and bigger. Uh, and then not cutting anything. That's that's my whole thing. I don't like cutting hoods. I don't like cutting uh, you know the the trans tunnels. I don't like cutting strut towers. Anything. I I like keeping all the sheet metal intact and just trying to cram a big ass engine in there. Keeps it clean. <laughs> I gotta get yep. a, some info from you. How can our listeners see these builds? Where can they view them? Uh, appreciate that. Uh, DuramaxCamaro.com. It's you know pretty easy. So you know there's a. Uh, Otherwise, there was CumminsCharger.com, but we already talked about where that went. <laughs> but uh, they, they all they, they they did go to the same place. So yeah, DuramaxCamaro.com, and it, it's actually got build threads on there with plenty of pictures. So if you want to go check it out, that's and it just awesome. kind of shows about show, shows the other things I do. What were the biggest challenges as you were putting the Camaro together? Uh, let me think about that. Um, getting that damn hood to fit without cutting it—that was the absolute <laughs> biggest challenge. And I mean. I would have been done with that car in a third of the time if I would have just cut a big nasty hole in the hood. What did you end up doing to make it work? Uh, we lowered the subframe three inches, which you know obviously took some ground clearance away. So then we lifted the car two and two inches, two and a quarter inches back up, which actually leveled out the fender, like the the fender lips with front to back. So the car is perfectly level now, you know, because the weight of the engine pulled it down a little bit. So it all kind of worked out, and now the bottom of the subframe is perfectly level with the bumper as well, like the bottom of the bumper. So, I mean, it's actually stock, stock clearance underneath there. And uh, that was a big concern because I, I don't like driving slow over stuff or, you know, watch. I, I like hauling ass and beating the shit out of stuff, so I really needed to have, to have ground clearance there. So that was that was probably the biggest challenge. I mean, that took that took weeks, probably months to get figured out, and finally we finally got it figured out, and it's working real good. But then, not to mention all the other little things on top of the engine, like you know, we had to totally redo the thermostat housing, uh, the uh, intake, like the Y bridge that goes to the uh, intake manifold that had to be redone. All this stuff on top of the engine that sticks up, you know, all had to be redone just so it would uh, it would fit. I mean, there's there's an eighth inch of clearance above the engine below the hood. Oh wow! And he's done a great yeah. job on this car. I just want to tell our listeners, you have to check this website out if you're interested in this. This is awesome. Oh, absolutely. The the car looks phenomenal. I mean, we've only seen it in videos. I, I would I would love to see you get the car down here this year so that we could check it out at the shop and get it on our dyno and, and see what it's got. But, uh, but yeah, the, through the videos, this thing is just, it, it is absolutely phenomenal. Listeners, please jump on, check it out, DuramaxCamaro.com, uh, or Nathan Bueller will just flood your Facebook page with a friend request here if you're not already there getting them. Go. But, yeah, Nathan Fa- Bueller, Facebook check dot, him out. Facebook.com, one dot of dot one and the second one is spelled w-o-n excellent and that'll be in our show notes as well i believe yeah i see here uh you got a bullet you got an armored h1 and you do some pretty crazy stuff maybe tell us a little bit about the armored h1 yeah i uh, i got the you know I, I try not to talk about it too much because i'm really trying to push that part of my business i'm trying to kind of get into swat vehicles and whatnot but i got the uh, local police department's attention you know in a good way I don't know how they haven't gotten any badger yet because I, I mean, I haul ass. I mean, I beat the shit out of this car all over town, and uh, you know they're they're they're. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty respectful though. I try to keep it safe. You know, I don't do stupid shit. 
but uh, anyways, I got their attention with, with some networking, and uh, they came over to my shop, and I was just finishing up the car, and uh, they needed some stuff. I guess, you know, it was just good timing. They came in, and they seen this crazy-ass car getting built, and they're just like, this is our guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, they ended up hiring me to do, do a couple of modifications to their uh, their SWAT vehicle, and but that's a whole new thing I'm trying to get into right now because uh, I have a lot. I've, I've been in the military trucks for the good part of the last year. I just love buying them and playing with them. And I, I got five uh, military trucks right now. I got uh, three five tons and two Hemets, which are those big, huge fucking eight by eight thing or you know whatever you want to call them. But uh, so yeah, that, that's a nice gig that the Camaro kind of you know I, I kind of like to thank the Camaro all the hard work I put into that for kind of getting me that gig. And uh, you know it just kind of goes to show if you work hard on something, you never really know what it can bring you. Absolutely. Uh, what about future plans for the car? Are we going to go to a bigger turbo? Or are we going to go bigger injectors? Are we going to go faster down the road? Uh, above everything with the things I build, I, I reliability. I want to, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not building this thing to race. Uh, it, it's awesome that it's the daily driver with, you know, probably, you know, between six and 700 horsepower. Uh, but, I mean, reliability is, is number one with me. I, I want to be able to hop in my car you know, maybe throw a trailer on it with some dirt bikes on it and drive out to Colorado, you know, for a weekend or something and just not have a element of worry in the world, you know. So it, it all depends. Within reason, if if, uh, if, I, if I can justify it's going to be reliable, I'll, I'll do as many mods as possible to it. But once it, once it starts getting past that realm of being reliable and, you know, maybe causing issues, I, I'm not going to do it. But I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where it's at. I don't really, I don't really think I need to go any bigger. Yeah, but, I got to uh, imagine know, it's, it's already good. fast as fuck, right? No, oh, it's it, it's awesome. I mean, I can't even explain how, how fucking quick it is, and it's just it sounds like a jet jet engine that that turbo that Reckner built. It just it just whistles like crazy. I've never even heard a, a Duramax truck whistle this loud. <laughs> it, it's fun driving through my town. I mean, it, oh, you don't you don't even hear the exhaust. You just hear this thing whistling. Like everybody, every every time you know I'm passing all these cars, and every time I'm getting close to them, their their heads are all turning. They're like, what's that? <laughs> what in the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, and then this, uh, you know, this camera comes with one by puffing a little black smoke out. That is so cool. I can't wait to see it in person. As far as, far as smoke, the uh, Camaro does not smoke nearly as much as I'd like it to. I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big coal rolling douche or anything, but it, it kind of goes hand in hand with building a diesel car. You know, kind of showing people, hey, this isn't like this ain't a regular Camaro. You know, it's giving a little little smoke here and there. But yeah. uh, so I mean, it's. Adam Adam Pella, he he tuned that thing way too good. It's way too efficient. I mean, it uses all that fuel up and puts it right to power. So there's really really not much black smoke with it. There is sometimes if you lug it, you know, you, know, you hit a gear just right and lug it, it'll it'll smoke pretty good. But uh, not n- nowhere near as much as the charger. The charger will make it nighttime everywhere. Absolutely, like it, it'll it'll destroy a street. Like if you know that the charger, I call it the Punisher when I'm when I'm driving around. And if you know some idiot pisses me off their day's over you know <laughs> like I, if i get they, they better not let me in front of them that's all i gotta say because it's, it's it's done <laughs> and uh, you know there, i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that know the car well and uh, really probably probably really don't like me or the car <laughs> that's because you're using it right exactly <laughs> well nathan i do want to appreciate you for coming on the show we we absolutely enjoyed having you uh we can't wait to see this thing in person uh, any plans for being out at any events besides the local raceway this year? I'm kind of flirting with going on the power tour at the end of uh, July this year. I'm not sure. Okay. Might, might be doing that. Huge might. Uh, really trying to push to get it in the SEMA. I'm talking to a few potential sponsors. Nothing uh, nothing secured yet, but I'd love to get it down to SEMA just to show people. 
And just, just to say I had a car in SEMA, I really don't care about all the, you know, sponsorship, all that stuff. I just want to say I got a car in SEMA. That's, that's the main thing. Hopefully and, uh, some of this know, uh, kind of make, will help that. What's that? Hopefully this uh, episode yeah. for you will help that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if anybody's ever interested, I'm always, I'm always open to ideas or propositions on it. And uh, just mainly, like I said, mainly I just want to get a car in there really for no other reason. That's awesome. Well, Nathan, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, like I said, we really appreciate it. For all of our listeners who want to check it out more, uh, DuramaxCamaro.com. Of course, if you would like to reach out to Danny and myself, uh, feel free to message us on Facebook or email me, Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. Just one Danny. Just one Danny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, is, this has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Boss. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, John Deere, Jeep, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. So what do you call this thing? The Camarado? What's the name of it? Get the fuck out of here. Don't ruin this thing and call it the Camarado. I don't know. God what damn do you, Danny. Camaro, Silverado, <laughs> no. Camarado. No, no Camaro Max. I'll, I'll stop following you if you call it Camaro Max.